also now as a founder or CEO need to be okay with not being okay. You need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and being more in tune with who you are as a leader, what that means for your team, maybe talking about personal stories on how you got there. But people want to know who is leading this company, not just who based on my resume and who, what my past exits were or how I've grown other companies that matter. Sure. But who am I as a person and am I going to be a culture add to the partners that I bring on, the talent that I bring on, people that want to buy my product or service? Hi, welcome back to SaaS Half Full, the only show serving B2B SaaS marketers. I'm Lindsay Groper, president of Blast Media, and I will be both your host and bartender today. We have a guest that's back today by popular demand. Last time I interviewed this person, it basically broke the internet. People, today I am bringing you a second conversation with me, yours truly, Lindsay Groper. Here I am. Y'all can't get enough. The amount of likes, shares, comments, subscriptions. JK, y'all, my episode didn't do any better than any of the other ones. But here I am again. Because there is something that has been weighing on my mind and that I've been talking to a lot of our current clients as well as prospects, which is expectations around the new corporate narrative. You'll know as SaaS marketers, as you have conversations with your sales counterparts, that today's buyer is changing. They look different. They are millennials, folks. They're 73%, I believe now, is the stat of all B2B buying decisions are made by millennials. And millennials think differently. They value different things. So when you think about what used to matter or all things considered equal between you and your competition, all the features, benefits, price, et cetera, truly what makes or breaks that buying decision is, do I trust this brand? Do I feel a connection with it? Do I see purpose in this purchase? And that's different. The old corporate narrative was very much CEO, founder-driven. If you're a public company, we're commenting on earnings. If you're a private company, we're talking about big moments and momentums and feature releases, new products. And while there is a place for some of that, it just doesn't cut it as your only strategy anymore. Because guess what? Your competitors that are winning that category it's because they're humanizing their brand and they're showing up in a way that is resonating with today's new buyer. So I'm going to dive into this. But before I do, you know that I'm having a drink on this show with myself here. No one's joining me and it's okay, but I am drinking a grapefruit vodka with soda. It has a orangish color. So I know that it is grapefruit vodka and it's tasty. So I'm going to drink this and I'm going to dive in. And talk about what makes up this new corporate narrative. I talked a little bit already about why it's important. But the interesting thing is I do still have conversations with SaaS founders and CEOs who still question the idea of brand, the ROI of brand. I've been on my soapbox already about this, but brand could not matter more than it does right now. And that's only going to increase as younger buyers start to enter the age of being the buying decision makers. So if People are valuing things like trust, things like authenticity, connection when making buying decisions. How do you do that? How do you humanize your brand? You do that in a number of different ways. First of all, it's thinking about how can we as a SaaS company differentiate and show that we're real human beings and 
that is important, yes, for buyers. It's also important for investors. It's also important for partners with choosing between you and someone else. It's also important for talent. If you're looking for senior level talent and it appears that my comp package and my benefits and everything is pretty equal, I want to work for people I know and like. And the way to do that and even to pass the very first set of consideration is to ensure that when that person, whether they're a buyer, an investor, a partner, or talent, searches who the hell's running this company and what's their philosophy around DEIB, around ESG and sustainability, what do they see? So we have to be able to humanize the brand by not only lifting up certainly the CEO and the corporate spokesperson, but looking internally at who are some more non-traditional subject matter experts that we can leverage externally. And these folks are people like your CHRO or your DEIB leader, or maybe it is the individual in charge of your sustainability and corporate responsibility program. The storylines and the programs that are running underneath those departments are storylines that you need to uncover and promote externally. So it could be that you are literally running the best, kick-ass, most invested mental health support program in the industry, which is so great when people go through the interview process and for the folks that work there, but nobody knows about it. There is a huge desire from the media and from online communities to hear about how companies are elevating these programs in a successful way and how they're using maybe resources in a different way or success stories from within the org to teach others how to do the same. So start talking about these things externally. Pitch the media. They're between Fast Company and Forbes, all these tier one press. They want to hear from leaders who have implemented interesting and successful programs across whether that's mental health or DEIB or specific trainings. So who do you have internally that's doing some really cool shit as it relates to culture and as it relates to sustainability that you can leverage as external spokespeople and have those stories and those conversations start to appear in other places outside of your internal comms and talk tracks. So that's one thing to do. The other is when it comes to your corporate spokesperson, we, you know, we tend to say, okay, CEO, founder, corporate spokesperson, we have our founder story, and then we're going to talk about performance and momentum. Yes, those things matter. Continue to do those. But you also now as a founder or CEO need to be okay with not being okay. You need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and being more in tune with who you are as a leader, what that means for your team maybe talking about personal stories on how you got there. But people want to know who is leading this company, not just who based on my resume and who, what my past exits were or how I've grown other companies that matter. Sure. But who am I as a person? And am I going to be a culture add to the partners that I bring on, the talent that I bring on, people that want to buy my product or service? And so thinking about how can I show up as a real human outside of just wearing my corporate hat, and that is what are my opinions on and my thoughts on leading teams? How do I feel about certain programs or certain initiatives or certain regulations that have been passed? And your goal here is to appeal to everyone, 
Your goal here is to be completely authentic and transparent so that, again, your culture adds to those around you. And once you put your opinions out there and you put your true self out there, is then it's up to those people in your ecosystem to join it or not join it. And that's okay. So your goal isn't to appeal to everyone. You want to be your authentic self. So be open to being personal and to being uncomfortable and sharing that on your LinkedIn, sharing that within your communities that either you built or in which you participate, taking podcast interviews and press interviews to talk about your philosophies and how you've built the culture that you've built at your organization. The other expectations are around transparency is when, whether things are very good or very bad, things that happen or internal calls become external. Not only does today's buyers want a response quickly, they need you to be agile in that narrative, but they want you to be transparent. And so how you handle certain situations can gain customers or lose them very quickly. But ensuring that you're being transparent and agile in those situations is going to go a long way with them. You also need to be sort of data privacy and security first, while that you don't have to have a specific offering and some of your products and services require much higher levels of security and clearance and, and understand that. But customers want to know how you're using their data. And so you need to think about that strategy, be talking about it, and make that part of your overarching narrative. And you have to be consistent in your communication. So you, as a leader, as spokespeople, as subject matter experts, even on your brand page, is that your corporate narrative, it has to, yes, contain all of these different elements, you need to do it consistently. So don't show up on one social issue and then disappear for the rest of time until the next big social issue that you disagree with. If, if that's going to be part of your authentic corporate narrative, then be consistent with it. Do not be token-esque about how you're responding to certain events and how you're building that narrative, be consistent in that. And the last thing is staying authentic to really who you are. I, I mentioned not being everything to everyone. When you have naysayers and when you have the vocal minority piping in, you, you know you're being authentic. Uh, you know that you are having an opinion or point of view that is authentic to you that doesn't necessarily match everybody else, and that is okay. But as you are developing your, your narratives for the year or just overall looking at your positioning, you have to go beyond talking about our products, talking about our features and our benefits. That could be part of it, but you have to understand what this modern corporate narrative and these today's buyers are expecting from it and weave it into all that you do. Because a scaling your revenue will certainly help you in quarters, but building a strong brand that people trust and connect with will ultimately win categories. And all of you I know are in this category race, in this category game, and part of this modern corporate narrative needs to be incorporated into your marketing strategy or you will lose because your competitors are doing it. They're building their brands. They're communicating in an agile and authentic and transparent way. They're humanizing the brand. Those are the companies that are going to rise to the top when everything else is considered equal. So that is it. That is my TED Talk on the modern corporate narrative. I hope you took a couple things away from this, something that we are actively pursuing with our clients and finding new spokespeople within the organizations and story mining with our spokespeople and how to get deep, how to get uncomfortable about the things that matter the most to them. And so obviously, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. My LinkedIn is in the show notes. But until next time, guys, bottoms up. I have this whole drink that I'm about to consume. 
right after I hang out. Really appreciate the listen. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks again to me for joining me on SAS Half Full, talking about the new modern corporate narrative. You're going to be hearing more in our episodes talking about this because I'm going to ask our guests about it in bits and pieces because I truly, truly believe in it. And I imagine that y'all are seeing the shift in it as well. Thank you so much. Tune in next time. Cheers.